When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we have Osiga crossing swords with Taj Bin John of Bars and Joysticks for your enjoyment. Unfortunately, James couldn't be here tonight. He's busy recording exclusive content for a soon-to-be up-and-running OnlyFans account, so stay tuned for further details. <laughs> First tonight, we have Taj. Then they have a five-minute opening scheduled, and then a 50-minute open dialogue, and then 30 minutes of audience Q&A. We also have Praise I Am That I Am producing, so with that, Taj, the floor is all yours for your opening statement. Thank you very much. Awesome. Hey guys, my name is Taj Ben John. I'm with a YouTube channel called Bars and Joysticks. The bars is for hip hop, you know, like hip hop bars, rapper bars, all that. Um, the joysticks is, you know, like video game joysticks. Um, and pretty much I just handle the bar for bar section. So I just go bar for bar with people, have discussions about a myriad of topics. A lot of it's gone super political. Yeah, actually mega political, super political um just like this debate's gonna be um yeah so pretty much my positions are as following crt is kind of like a boogeyman term um the right for decades since before i was even born before osaga was born before kaz and james and is the other guy named before you got before a lot of you guys watching were born um the right has been using um just kind of like boogeyman terms and boogeyman dialogues boogie law boogeyman stories um so it's it used to be Sharia law. It used to be uh, the dangers of integration. It used to be Muslims taking over the country, uh, the gay agenda, uh, the trans agenda, trans people inside the bathroom in the locker room. So this main current one right now is CRT, critical race theory, because it sounds scary. Ooh, critical. Ooh, theory. Ooh, race. Um, so pretty much critical race theory is just the examination of how laws impact people um based on certain demographics like racial demographics um it doesn't mean that all white people are evil doesn't mean that all black people are bad doesn't mean any of that people like robin d'angelo get cited and ibrahim x kendi gets cited a lot neither one of them are explicitly critical race theorists um it's pretty much just an examination of race and its relationship with with uh positioning and power in society um all right so crt all right my stance on it complete right all right, so we're also going to talk about prayer in schools, Ron DeSantis's prayer in school law. If you guys don't know who Ron DeSantis is, very recently, he's been beating Trump in polls among conservatives. Um, a lot of people are, there's a lot of whispers going on that he used to be Trump's boy, but like now it looks like Trump's going to be his boy because Ron DeSantis is like gaining in popularity among conservatives. He is the new darling. Um, so his laws in Florida are pretty problematic, not even talking about the anti-protest law, but talking about things such as the prayer in school law. 
which gives kids about a minute or two minutes um, during the beginning of the day, each day, to have a moment of silence or reflection or a prayer. And by, by itself, I think that's awesome. I think that's great. But his reasoning for passing it was obviously religiously motivated. And he obviously wanted Christian parent school. And this seems like something that's just going to be a baby step to that, which seems, oh, low volume? Oh, crap. Ooh-wee. All right. Can you guys hear me better now? Moderators? Um, pray, okay. uh, I've got a couple of messages in the chat saying that we had low volume. I was oh, trying my to God. Read, uh, chat. Sounded good? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, where was I? Prayer in school. Yeah. So that's pretty much a baby step to furthering the... All right. So... In the Constitution, there's supposed to be a, separate of church, a separation of church and state. Having, like, Florida-mandated prayer and stuff in school is just, like, pretty unconstitutional. And as a Christian, I find problems with that. Because, like, when religions get linked with government and when they combine and join forces like that, it's not good for the religion that the government is, quote-unquote, boosting. It's not good for other religions that aren't associated with, that, with the religion that the government's boosting. It's just problematic all around. Um, the anti-communism bill is where Ron DeSantis kind of wants like some sort of anti-communism curriculum because communism is kind of like also just like CRT, the boogeyman word of the day. Most people who don't like communism can't tell me what communism or Marxism or socialism is, um, but they don't like it anyway because the red scare and McCarthyism um, decades later after he died. Um, so pretty much my stances are Ron DeSantis bad. Florida's tight. Florida's a beautiful state. We just need something better for it. Um, and critical race theory is cool. Like examining that only serves to help us as a country. All right, thank you. Uh, first off, uh, I would like to thank uh, this uh, channel for having me. Uh, my name is Osiga Kaku. I am a political commentator. I'm an influencer, a businessman, and a uh, conservative. I uh, got my start a while ago when I first, uh, you know, started in business, and I realized how bad, you know, the fifteen dollar minimum wage was, and I ran into things. Uh, and a lot of these uh, occurrences, it in short led me to. Uh, working with President Trump and getting invited to the White House uh, for certain initiatives I helped on. I worked uh, with Trump with uh, prison reform and urban revitalization mainly, and I went on to work on his campaign. And uh, on my stance on uh, CRT, I am against it, uh, mainly because it is more left-leaning, and also it goes against what Martin Luther King uh, preached which is to judge people by the content of their character, not by skin. Also next, uh, if you talk about, like let's say the anti-communist laws, I don't see anything wrong with anti-communist laws. I mean, do you? Um, if you look at it, that's why we left uh, monarchy of uh, Great Britain. And that's what started America today. I think that as far as uh, what uh, Governor DeSantis is doing, He's basically saying, don't Fauci California. Now COVID and you know, the coronavirus is being used as an excuse to impose forceful laws and to eventually, ultimately maybe one day go into a form of like a militia law or something like we're seeing, like even with Sharia law in some areas of like, you know, Islamic nations. And as far as that, um, that's mainly the reason why I'm not against so-called anti-communist laws uh, and against uh, using COVID-19 as an excuse 
to impose uh, many sanctions or uh, procedures that, let's say, the left or liberals or even Democrats would like to do. And um, that's basically uh, my stance on everything. I'm a conservative, a Christian conservative, and, uh, and an advocate for that. Okay, thank you so much. And with that, let's go ahead and kick it into the 50 minute of open dialogue. Uh, gentlemen, the floor is all yours. All right. You want to start off with CRT or the Ron DeSantis stuff first? I was thinking CRT. Let's go in order. Yeah. So CRT. Uh, so uh, I Wait, have. Hold on one second, guys. Do you guys want me to like break it into sections? Do you want me to like let you know in like uh, sure. I don't know, 20, 10, 15 yeah. minutes to yeah, sure, move absolutely. it along? Okay. Let's do that. All right. I'm going to start a timer. Go ahead. All right, so I got a question for you, and it's uh, it's Taj, correct? Taj, yep. All right, so you uh, just stated that uh, CRT is not um, what you call uh, it's it's not, let's say, prejudice towards white people, correct? Correct. All right, and if I was to prove that, uh, would you admit that you were, let's say, wrong, or what you said was not exactly true, correct? Um, if I was wrong in my understanding of CRT, then I'm open to hearing it. I just don't believe that I am. Absolutely. And neither does the All person right. that created the term CRT. Okay, so in the uh, according to a thesis by one of the origins of CRT, uh, it has the five components, my five major components of uh, CRT. Are you uh, familiar with that? No. Do you know who the who the writer of that was? Uh yes. It was a thesis done by uh, a Nicholas Daniel Hartswell, University of Wisconsin. Never heard of it. All right. So uh, out of the fifth component, you know, it's the, it's the notion that whites have actually been recipients of civil rights legislation. That's one of the main components to uh, pushing critical race theory. Have been the recipients of civil rights legislation? Yes. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Okay, so then you would admit that uh, CRT does teach prejudice towards white people. No, it doesn't teach, right? All right, so you said that white people received um, civil rights legislation, right? Like they're recipients of it in some way. Yes, that's one of the components. Okay, yeah, that doesn't mean that they're prejudiced. Why not? As far as if you look at... Uh, what as far as will be like taught in schools, as far as let's say white privilege or they've been the recipients of many benefits throughout US history mm -hmm. or like legislation, wouldn't that make a prejudice towards white people even teaching, uh, let's say white youth that their, let's say that their ancestors or where they've gotten is where they've gotten to today is not because of let's say hard work or their own doing or it's because of their privilege. No, acknowledging generational things like generational wealth and things like white privilege doesn't mean that hard work wasn't involved at all. Like you can have white privilege and generational wealth and still end up poor by your 30s, you know? That's not, <clears throat> that doesn't mean those things don't, aren't, exclusion, aren't exclusionary to one another is what I'm saying. Okay, do you think it will be a, uh, a bias? That white people receive white privilege? No. A bias, like as in uh, critical race theory, is is would be more of a a bias um, course because in the name theory, theory hmm. is opinion, and if you look at it, most teachers are left leaning, especially in public schools, which most of the youth goes to. 
Mm-hmm. Most most teachers are Democrats. Now it's mainly the Democrats putting pushing critical race theory. Right. I, I would agree that it's more Democrats pushing critical race theory. Um, the right kind of adopted sort of like fear and made it a boogeyman term. Like there are people like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, there are I, people. I, I, mm-hmm. Sorry. Must be a yeah, so I, I I personally wouldn't say that it was a, adopted. I think it was we caught you know the left trying to push indoctrination in public schools. You know, similar to what you will see on college campuses and college course rooms. Even with theory, that's like more like a, a college course of opinion. Now, uh, what I would say, you know, since almost upwards of almost fifty percent, a heavy majority of teachers being Democrat they have a lot of discretion in what they teach. And critical race theory would be one of them, even pushing that further for them to teach, you know, let's say Republican bad, Democrats good. You know, because me personally, I went to these schools and that's how we were raised even long before anything like critical race theory or a lot of uh, what we're facing today was even at the surface. Hmm. Um, just to push back against the, uh, the bias thing you said earlier, I don't know outside of a course, outside of a mathematics course, if, if there's a course that kids go to that doesn't have a bias. Um, well, a curriculum fights bias, but so you can, you can argue with that, but critical race theory, it's in the name theory. Theory is yeah, an, theory. an opinion. So there, boom, there it is right there, you know, as far as, uh, you know, theory. And then when it comes to topics on race, if you look at it, race and theory by dictionary, that sounds like racism and <laughs> in in, just in the name, you know? Um, not necessarily. There are a lot of theories that get taught in schools. I can't even name all of them. Like when I think of theory, I think like theory of relativity, but I feel like there are other theories involved. Like, and also public schools, I, I went to public school my, pretty much my entire, my entire life. I Me mean, too. outside of like kindergarten and pre-K and stuff. Um, and I've never heard the term critical race theory until well into college. Yeah, that's a college thing. So I think that what, you know, is, is happening now is that they're bringing more of these like, you know, teachings and rhetoric and let's say theory into public schools to teach more, you know, kids. And basically as a, I see it as more of like a, a partisan tool to raise more Democrats in the future. I mean, I don't even know if it's a partisan tool to raise Democrats. Because I like the their school system is period. I mean, yeah, you can have that opinion. I don't necessarily think that's true. I've had plenty of conservative teachers. Like I remember senior year, and this is anecdotal at this point, I remember having conservative teachers. Like um, I was a libertarian in high school because I had a conservative uh, economics teacher. Yeah. Like it's not, schools aren't designed to like raise someone to the left or to the right. I would not posit that. Um, Absolutely. Unless- that's what I'm saying. They're, they're being more and more designed to do that today. And I would say to, to say that- so. How, like what type of curriculums and what type of lesson plans for public schools like before college? Oh, I wouldn't say it's specifically in the curriculum. I'm saying that they're moving it more and more into the curriculum. I would say it's by the more of the opinion or um, imp, imp, implying 
of like what teachers do. Uh, for example, mm. if you look at uh, even recent articles in edweekly.org, they did a survey on where teachers lean politically. And it's showing, it's very clear. I mean, I don't even need to show you surveys. Uh, 41% of uh, respondents describe themselves as Democrats, while another 30% are independents. Which independents? I mean, it just depends on the state whether they're right or left leaning. So, and then just 27% were Republicans, you know? So if you compare that 41% plus maybe a little bit of that 30, that's an overwhelming majority of teachers that are Democrats. Also, since public school is, you know, government funded and it's more, it's a, it's a form of socialism, I'm not gonna lie. They're more likely to jump on the team of big brother because that's what signs their paychecks, which is actually socialism in a sense. You know, you depending on the government, let's say for a job, they determine how much you make, how much, what you can do, like what your work is worth, you know? And it forces people, the taxpayers to pay you whether you do your job correctly or not. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Just because teachers lean like in mass, like not in mass, but like the majority of teachers lean more left apparently and more Democrat, doesn't mean they're gonna indoctrinate kids into the Democratic Party. Like kids can think for themselves um, and they certainly can't vote until they're pretty much out of public school anyway. Um, yeah, so why not raise them? People turn 18 every day. Why not raise them to automatically be a voting block of the 18 year olds on their 18th birthday? They're thinking of, you know, oh, I'm just going to be a Democrat. You know, that's what my teachers taught me. That's what I was taught in school. Now to say, I, I, would, I personally think that to say that uh, teachers uh, do not uh, give you a hint on where to lean left or right, that's a little bit uh, fallacious because me, I went to public schools myself. And my mm -hmm. teachers were heavily democratic and they would leave a lot of clear hints on who to, you know, who to vote for, how to think and, you know, shutting down, you know, let's say conservative arguments or conservative points or a point that was different from theirs. Even still to this day, my, I mean, a lot of conservative points are wrong, though. So, like, I kind of understand why a teacher uh, would shut that down to trying to teach the truth to kids. How so? You know, it's, it's a it's a matter of, of viewpoint. I think that people should use that as like, you know part of their education is to decide which side they agree with more. And so, you know, look at both sides of the story. That type of rhetoric from a teacher to say that it's wrong, that's merely their opinion, which is bias, you know? And yeah, like every think, class has bias except for math. Oh, uh, well, absolutely. That, uh, that's, that's great as far as that. But as far as, you know, the curriculum is what kind of, you know, is a barrier between the bias, you know, the curriculum. Now the curriculum, right? So, what are your thoughts on that. what are your thoughts on a curriculum that teaches that one political ideology is evil and from China and is anti-American? You said a curriculum. Yeah. Which curriculum is that? Wanda Santos's education bill. That's what. Dang it! That, I was supposed to start up on CRT. I know that's that's going down. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That's that's not a curriculum. He literally wants to make it a class, but it's not a curriculum. Now, if he if he wants to make it a class. Uh, are you are you sure those were the exact that's where the exact official uh, proposals he said in civics classes that he wants to teach kids he taught he talked about China a bunch he's like mm -hmm. China 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 communist China communist China but it's like yeah. a 40 minute long press conference he talks about making it a class or making a bill to make that a class in the future in the near future and that leads to uh, anti-communism wasn't the communist party uh, abolished 
in the uh, U.S., it's outlawed. So you see what? 1940, 1954. That anti communist act. I did not know about that, about the U.S. Communist being abolished. That sounds pretty scary that the U.S. government abolished a party. So you're saying that the U.S. government abolished a party? Yes. Because they didn't agree with that party. That sounds anti communist. Man, were you for that? Anti communist, yeah. That's reason, mainly the reason why we left monarchy. You, if you, that's communism's not monarchy. Communism is. Do you know what communism is? Before we go further. Oh yeah. So I, in my opinion, really, it's like it's like capitalism. There's no socialism without capitalism. And then socialism eventually leads to com, uh, communism. But as far as that, before it gets to that, like even the USR, they had to dissolve before it. I mean, it, it really got there. You know, they dissolved. You know, as far as that. Uh, as far as let's say uh, disagreements and whatnot, uh, but let's let's yeah, go back the, to let's say curriculum. The USSR, the USSR wasn't necessarily communism. We've never seen communism like in modern history. Communism is like uh-huh. a classless, moneyless, stateless society. Uh huh. How does so, that work? Human beings, human beings, we don't even operate that way naturally. You're, oh no, you're, this, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pro communism. Yeah. I'm just anti. We're, we don't even, curriculum against communism. I think that like well, I understand, I understand, you know, as far as that, like, of course, I don't agree, let's say, with everything. Nobody agrees with everything, their their party or their, like, where they lean with 100%. Yeah, the Democrats aren't com- uh, are not communists, though. There's not a single Democrat I didn't that's say communist. That. Okay, all right, it just sounded like you did. Sorry about that. I misunderstood. No, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Uh, so as far as, um, let's say, I believe CRT, it just goes against uh, what Martin Luther King, um, you know, preached. I don't think he he would have wanted that because you're supposed to judge people on the concept of their character, not by skin. CRT has a, a key component in it to make, you know, create a white guilt, you know, and to create, I would say, more division. That's it, not uh, judging people if it creates white guilt within people. Repeat that. All right. So making, creating people, all right, creating feelings of white guilt within people that learn critical race theory does not mean that that's judging people. It just me. It literally just means that, like, that certain laws and like we have like a legal history mm. of like different laws affecting different people and certain mm. laws being championed because they affect other people. Mm-hmm. It, it examines like race and its relationship to like positioning and power in society through like a legal perspective. Okay. Well, as far as that, uh, I mean, all that you know, all that. Yeah, you so know, it's, I feel w- like MLK, I, I feel like ML, I know, I know like a lot of conservatives say that MLK was a Republican and he was, he was a registered Republican, lived and died that way. But MLK was a socialist and MLK would agree with me that MLK, that, that uh, CRT is pretty tight. How so? It exi- All right, so we can't fix problems as a society without recognizing problems as a society. Mm-hmm. Unless Which we just we like, do. yeah, well, I mean, every, every broken clock's right you know like twice in a day right um, no we do we have many amendments uh, uh of course against slavery many amendments that give because you know, we recognize the problem in society yes yeah so crt so, helps people examine the law in a way that helps recognize problems in society like all right so the black and white wealth disparity um wealth is something that's like 
it takes generations to build it a lot of the time. For the majority of Americans that are wealthy, it takes generations to build. Mm-hmm. And it's um, lost by the third generation. There's what? It's usually lost by the third generation. Oh, right? that by sucks. Third generation. In any, in any, like in, in totality, I don't know about in totality. Um, I know a lot of people, hmm, well, third generation would be grandkids. So, so, so we'll if see, you, yeah. if you want to say, like, let's say you want to, let's say you make their, but you're not uh, denying that it was that. built. You're not, that's like, not a denial that that generational wealth does help people. Oh, uh, yes. Recipients of it. Yeah. So, when during the like 1950s and 60s, like GI Bill that prohibited blacks from moving into wealthier neighborhoods. Black veterans, by the way, people that fought for the United States mm-hmm. Army, for armed forces and everything, the military. Um, the GI mm-hmm. Bill, you know the GI Bill, right? Is right. It it pretty much helps veterans, like new veterans, like like establish um, homes. Gentlemen, yeah. gentlemen. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt for real quick. It's uh, 60 minutes into the uh, debate right now, so it's about a third. So I just wanted to pause you guys for a second. I wanted to remind everybody watching live that our le- guests are linked in the description. So please, if you like what you're hearing, you can please check them out there. If you uh, like what you're hearing, also please hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the like button. And um, if you have a question or comment for tonight's debaters, please fire into the live chat. Uh, Super chats get read first. They get priority. Tag me in as at Factitionalist Network or at Modern Day Debate if you have a question otherwise uh they will not get priority but if we get a chance to get to them we will read every question that is uh respectful to the debaters uh and uh with that i'm gonna go ahead and reset the clock so if you guys want to go ahead and move on to the next subject uh i think the next one is uh, uh rob DeSantis's prairie and schools which you guys did ch- touch on a little bit there but go ahead and uh i will go ahead and start the timer again now okay all right excellent yeah so Ron DeSantis's prayer in schools you want me to give a little bit of like a background on it I'll be as unbiased as possible. All right. So pretty much with Ron DeSantis' prayer in school, for people that aren't in the state of Florida, um, the reason why we were talking about Ron DeSantis is because he's like kind of like, he's a big up and comer in the Republican Party. Like might beat Trump in 2024 during the Republican primary. If Trump runs. He's a governor. He's not an up and comer. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You, you're, I mean, you're, like. You're under, you're, you're, you're He's under, a top like, dog. Uh, he's a top dog. Yeah. He's a governor. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, one, he's one of the big boys. He's one of the main players in the Republican Party right now. Um, yeah, so pretty much about that. He introduced a bill recently, signed it in the law very recently, I think in the past less than a month, actually, I believe. Um, and pretty much it gives kids, like I think in all public schools, all ages, about one or two minutes at the start of the day to either reflect or to say a prayer or just have a moment of silence. Um, and on its face, that sounds pretty awesome. I think that mental health is really great and that could be a cool step to mental health, um, awareness, but that wasn't Ron DeSantis's intentions with that bill. He even said in press conferences leading up to it, I think even the day he signed it, he said that we can't, he said things like we can't remove God from the lives of students. Um, he said things like we need prayer back in school. So it's kind of called a prayer in school bill, even though it isn't explicitly prayer, um, that's kind of like Ron DeSantis' intention. And I think that could be kind of toxic looking onto the future. Like as a Christian myself, like I, I think, I think praying is cool. Praying is a good thing to do. It's what everyone should do. Right. A moment of silence, like a moment of silence from like a secular standpoint is also awesome. And to reflect and stuff, meditation's awesome. It's good for your mental state. Mm-hmm. But when those things get used by the government, get used by people in power like the government and stuff to push certain things like certain religions that becomes an issue 
like a lot of Christians are for parent school right now. But if Ron DeSantis was like, uh, say, like a Jewish governor or a Muslim governor, he was like, let's bring Allah back into campus, baby. And I feel like a lot of Christians would be mad at it, mad at it. And I feel like with a lot of Ron DeSantis' laws that it, laws are tools. Laws are nothing but tools. It's like a, it's like a gun, like a sword, like a hammer. You can use those things to do good things and defend yourself and build things. You can also use to kill other people. And a lot of times okay. when these things get introduced, like, oh, sorry. Was I rambling? Um, when I, when, it's, it's, all, it's all good. I, um, all right. Now, as far as that, uh, I will call myself a semi-source because I've actually, you know, met uh, with Ron DeSantis and worked with people who work with him. Um, as far as uh, an intention, I go with facts over feelings. You know, it's a fact, as you said, that he put in a law that gives uh, children time to reflect or pray or whatever their religion is or whatever they would like to do in that that started today to begin their day kind of like a routine um even if you feel that his intentions were uh somehow different from what it turned out to be the oh fact God, is, i'm i'm not i'm not putting words into his mouth i'm literally just paraphrasing what you said he literally no, 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 said no, no, but that you, we can't you mentioned God feelings, from kids right? lies. what you mentioned your feelings correct i yeah, I guess I did yeah. probably. So, 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 so you feel that uh, into the future or DeSantis uh, meant to do something else other than this law that allowed children to have uh, uh, to have a way to start out their day, a daily routine. Okay. All right. You so, know, mm-hmm. so I think that and as far as it saying, like, let's say how we will feel if a Muslim governor came in and said, bring, you know, Muslim Islam back into schools or, or whatnot. That time, they can use it however they like, whether that child is Muslim, whether it's a Jew, Catholic, or any other uh, Christian, you know, um, which is, it sounds pretty fair to me. You know, it doesn't, so- it doesn't sound uh, biased. Now, since Christianity is the more popular uh, religion in this country, then of course, uh, that would be, you know, to the forefront and we're well known. It doesn't mean that it's exclusively for people only to pray. So I think that's a, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty good law. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very successful American. I start out my day with prayer. I start out my day with reflection. I think that we should, you know, encourage uh, the youth to learn how to have a daily routine on how they start their day. Okay. I take issue with a lot of things you just said. All right, man. So, all right. So let me remove my feelings from it. He factually, he factually brought up Christianity during his speech. He factually mm-hmm. meant it to be a prayer in school bill. He marketed it as a prayer in school bill. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's a fact that a government pushing one religion, like whether it be like a governor or a mayor or a president, pushing one religion as de facto above other religions, a government mm-hmm. official doing that officially, like mm-hmm. not off the clock, not in their own time and in church and stuff, but like literally just like at, at, at a governor's press conference, one religion that is unconstitutional. When we have a separation of, of church and state, no, this, this is definitely uh, an not affront to this. It's not what unconstitutional because he did not put it into law. That law or the prayer or school bill, bill is literally um, a law. It does not. Hey guys, can we uh, try to limit the oh. talking over each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Oh, so guys, you were trying to finish the point, wrong about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I sorry. Would say, that law, it, it, okay, I'm, I'm gonna just ask you, I'm gonna let it come out of your mouth. 
So that law, did it prohibit any Islam prayer during that time? No, but the intentions of did the it prohibit? Were still the same. It's just yes, no. It's just yes, no. Did it prohibit any Islam? You know, I mean, sorry, Jews from praying. No, but did it, it prohibit any spirituality or crystal worshippers? You know, from praying or doing yoga or whatever. No, as I'm saying, the bill by itself. Boom. So how is it constitutional? Yeah, uh, a Christian governor uh, said, you know, marketed and and it's marketing. You do have to market a bill, but in why that did he bill, market it like that? How will do, it hold up? Do you up think he's court? just going to leave that? All right, you guys so, maybe want to switch to maybe two, three minute intervals instead. Dang. All right. Yeah. To give you guys a chance cool. to. It's about to get contentious, man. You seem like a yeah, nice yeah, guy. Yeah. I wasn't going to go too, 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 yeah? too okay. headstrong. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Give me another second to. You guys keep talking for a second. I'm going to set up another timer so I can keep track of this. Okay. Headstrong will take you on. This is not. Where okay. Um, All right. I'll stop. Let's go ahead and let Osiga have the first. Uh, three minutes and go ahead. Uh, go ahead on uh, on the uh, topic. Yes, or oh, okay, whichever so, of so, the topics you want. I, so it's it's as far as it's just simple, point blank, simple. Uh, what I heard from wh- whichever law or bill that was is that children have a certain amount of time in the start of their day to either pray or do as they would like maybe a reflection or whatever they would like, you know, to start out their day. I do not see any ill intentions from that. I see that as, you know, a time that, you know, a child can use to start his day from whatever their religion or belief is. And I don't see that as unconstitutional because in order to be unconstitutional, you have to uh, prove it by saying, okay, this was put into law or this was, you know, even let's say pushed into law. And that's not what governor DeSantis did. Now, of course, marketing is a different story. Marketing, uh, people more have to market things every day. And uh, the art of marketing is to make, uh, to make it appeal to a certain, of course, crowd, which in America, the most popular, most popular religion is Christianity. So, of course, him as a Christian, he would say, oh, yes, this is prayer in schools. And that's the popular, you know, nickname of, let's say, said bill or law. Okay. You want to go ahead and respond to that, Taj? Yes. I mean, I, you got. We don't have to do the intervals if you guys don't want to. It's just. Oh that, no, no. I'm just. I'm uh, just right. A lot of over talking there for a moment, but uh, you know, it's up to you guys. I just don't want. I want you guys to be have feel like you have the chance to respond and not be over talked. You know, it's up to you. Right, right, right. And yeah, thank you for implementing that. I know as an over talker, I'm sorry. Well, it's, right, anyway. it's not either one of you is not doing it more than the other it's just uh, it's getting a little contentious yeah so the prayer in school bill it but once again by itself that's completely fine like maybe not call it a prayer in school bill, but like a moment of silence or a reflection bill um would, would be better like just giving kids two minutes at the start of the day maybe even two minutes at the start of class just to just like reflect and chill out and, and meditate for a bit that that sounds completely fine um, I hope that helps out a lot of kids' mental health and helps them reflect and think of new and creative ideas and, and leads to them having a more success in school. Um, I'm worried, though, growing up in the Bible Belt, um, growing up in, in, in Florida, um, a lot of my public school teachers were openly Christian, like maybe a little bit too openly Christian. Do you ever think that teachers of either of Christianity or of different religions or who are atheists or or Wicca or whatever, do you think that they might abuse the bill to 
I don't know, teach kids more about their personal religion? Uh, so the bill, does the bill permit them to teach about their religion? Do you think it might open up the gateway to abuse? Do you think that might be possible? No. You don't think, think that's possible that, at all? I, I don't, if, if it does, then it would be, it would be shut down immediately because that's even that's what true. it seems like critical race theory is doing. Would you, all right, would you, all right, would you be open to the bill being shut down immediately if a teacher abused the bill? Say if a te- say you have a kid that goes to school in a Florida classroom and then like you come home and, you're, and your kid has crystals and they're like, hey, this ruby will clear up the cancer and stuff like that to people. And you're like, what'd you, what'd you learn all this? And then like the, the teacher's like, during the prayer school bill, like my teacher taught me how to pray with stones and stuff. Like, would you be cool with that? I, I as a parent, I, I, wouldn't, like I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be okay if they came back and said my teacher was, you know, talking about Christianity. I would be, well, why weren't, you know, your teacher talking about math or how to get you into college or improve your comprehension skills? Right. You know, so do you think this might, mm-hmm. do you think that there's even the slightest chance of this being abused by even no. one or two teachers? There's not, there's no way that this is not going to get abused. Well, I, I mean, humans are different. Every teacher is, is different, of course. But of course, if you look at what the law says, it does not give that opening or let's say that um, that freedom for teachers to, you know, quirk things or, you know, tweak things the way that they, they see, such as even critical race theory, which gives teachers that freedom, you know, because it's in the curriculum. It's uh, and it's part of, uh, you know, theory, you know, which college professors already do. OK, well, another question is, do you think DeSantis will say if he stays governor for like the next like 10 years? I don't even know if that's. I think there might be term limits on Florida governors. I'd have to look that up. But say like he's governor for like the next 10 years, right? Do you think he's going to leave this bill alone or do you think he might baby step to other things? Uh, You think he's going to leave this bill alone? Well, I I leave this bill alone. I mean, like not use the baby step to like actually pushing a a religion um, in in classrooms. Well, no, we're not going to push. We're not going to push religion in classrooms. The purpose of classrooms is uh, to to learn. Uh, And now there's already classes that teach about different religions. That's like world history and those type of classes, which I was in myself in North Carolina. And that's where I learned even about, let's say, all the Buddhism and all the other religions, you know, even even, you know, Islam. I learned a little bit about what they believe. But to push it upon. Yeah. But uh, but to say that we're going to push it upon, you know, people. Uh, no, that's uh, not what, let's say, DeSantis is like, you know, thinking. And I can tell you that I'm a source myself. I, I work, you know, in, in these sectors. Uh, now, as far as that, uh, maybe the, I, 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 to be honest, I do really think that maybe you have this type of like hate for DeSantis, like you, you're hating on him because maybe he's Republican or he just irks your nerves, which a lot of people, you know, it, he gets in, the, they get in their feelings about DeSantis, which I can understand if they're a raging Democrat or left-leaning. But uh, besides that, I would say the next thing that a lot of us are working on, uh, which included me, uh, Lieutenant Governor in North Carolina, Mark Robinson, we had an idea where in order to get their high school diploma, maybe we put in a something where students have to pa- pass a citizenship test for the U.S., And I know that would, you know, make you jump back because Republicans said it, but guess what? That sounds like something China would do. No, because guess what? 
Like a Chinese loyalty test to like to no, Chinese not loyalty students? Test. No, 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 not loyalty test. Not loyalty test. Like uh, immigrants. Okay. No, no. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. Immigrants have to pass that test in order to become a citizen of the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a kind of it's 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 like a moderate to difficult test, but it's an increased difficulty because English is not many of their first languages. You know, so we only we're only saying you know that so like also makes people learn about America because the average American is not like you and me that follows these, that even follows laws or even follows like, let's say, legislature or politics. Well, wouldn't that be the point of like, like a, wouldn't that be the point of like a civics or like a 12 years? Well, let's let him finish that thought. Yeah, sorry about that. That, that. I would say that that's, that's part of it. Yeah, that's part of civics. And even, even with civics and economics, they're starting to take that away slowly. Like I, I think that since I was in high school, I, I heard... Since I've been out of high school, I heard they took out they took out social studies. Um, I don't know if somebody can uh, can confirm that for me, but that's what I've heard that there's no longer you know social studies class as well in North Carolina, um, and that they've replaced it with something you know. Um, North Carolina. But anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, it's just my point of that. Like if you're talking about that, that may be the next step that you're talking about making students being able to pass a citizenship test that immigrants have to take and i thought democrats were you know pro-immigrants so i don't think it should be a problem you know um and it would educate a lot of people more on you know their country making a more informed vote or a more informed voter well see god that sounds like it's a failure of public schools to teach things like history and civics if they have to teach if they have to learn like because to my understanding what immigrants go through that class is just like a big civics class. And so it teaches them things like how the government works, like yeah. the three branches of government and things like that. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, kids should know that by the time they graduate high school. That's yes. a failure on us as a society. Let's let him finish his thought. Oh, I'm, we, yeah, we, we done talking, Tosh? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much finished. Okay. Let me, like, let me just say before you uh, interject, uh, Ostiga, that uh, we are we just passed the sixteen the second sixteen minute mark, so we've got another sixteen minutes before we go to Q and A. Um, if okay. anybody in the uh, everybody listening in live and uh, everybody in the chat, remember if you have a question or comment for the debaters, please fire it into the live chat. Super chats do get priority, and uh, we don't have a lot right now, so get them in while uh, you still have a chance. And um, don't forget our debaters are linked in the description. If you like what you're uh, hearing, uh, you can hear more. If you click their links right now, uh, you can just open up another tab and uh, don't forget to subscribe and like this video, please do. And once again, the floor is all yours, gentlemen. All right. The next topic, uh, do we change topics? I, I think yeah. we're either if you want to, or to, communism to is the last thing to talk about, but you don't have to. to. So, so the mm, point okay. of, let's say that that proposal or that idea is that with already the civics and economics that we have in high school or in uh, different courses, that should teach them well enough to be able to pass a test like that. Sort of like how you have like the end of course test and something like that, or some variation of what's uh, being asked of, you know, immigrants to know. So I don't think it's, it's a failure. It's not a failure if the students are able to pass the test. That means that they're being taught well, you know? Yeah, but when people don't, all right. So it sounded like you're 
you the idea that you and the lieutenant, go- lieutenant governor of North Carolina were thinking about was just like another civics class. That literally just sounds like civics. No, it's not another class. It's, it's just a test or uh, a, a test, a course test. All That's right. all it is. Because uh, and then why not put some of that what whatever the immigrants are made to study and learn into the curriculum? I think it's it's fair. You know, why do we make, you know, immigrants have to pass that and natural born citizens not have to do that? That sounds a little bit like privilege, <laughs> American privilege, don't you think? Yeah, like we, we as, as people that are born in the United States have privilege compared to immigrants. Yeah, absolutely. American privilege. So if you're, let's say, want to uh, recognize privilege or recognize wrongs in our country, that's one of them. You know, it's not um, it's not a, but just because someone maybe, has privilege doesn't I mean think, it's like a wrong. I think you're on edge. I think what 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 made you on edge is that they mentioned that Republicans proposed it. You know, now, if Democrats had said it, maybe you would have been lighting up and you've been happy, like, like, oh, I think that's a good idea. But because me, maybe a, me as a Republican or other Republicans and Ron and your your boyfriend slash worst enemy, Ron DeSantis, nodded at it. It's you're you're kind of you know biased or un, uneasy against it, and that's your feelings over the fact. All right. So, do you understand what the point of privilege is? What's the point of privilege? Yeah. What's the point of understanding what privilege is? No. What's the point of privilege? Don't don't mix up my words. What's the point of privilege? No. Yeah. Privilege, privilege is just pretty much just like understanding just like societal advantages that people have because of the demographic that they are. Well, yes. So back to my point. Um, yeah, no, it's like it's it's not. A, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see if you understood that, just because like you didn't understand what socialism or communism was. So I just when didn't and I you kind of like and you kind of dropped the privilege thing well, sarcastically. I, so I just I wanted not, to correct I did you on not that. Understand like, what socialism or communism was? Because when I asked you what communism was, you brought up the USSR, and then I asked you to define it. You were like the USSR, and they failed. That's communism. You, I, the like, USSR, I was like <laughs> the Soviet Union that was socialism. I didn't say they were communism. They were socialism. I said well, socialism oh, leads to communism. Right. It disbanded before it got that. Yeah, socialism does lead, uh, does lead to communism. Right, right. That's so, so, USSR, so as I so, said, USSR was socialist, right? Right, but they weren't communist. So that's what I said. So, so you were wrong on me saying that it was communism. All right. Let's catch that before you run with it. What I worry that you might be wrong about is the definition of socialism, though. Can you tell me what the definition of socialism is? Well, no, because I'm not in love with it like you are. And I'm a capitalist in the U.S. Now, I can socialism define what something is, is about a, being a, in love with it. it. I'm not in love with socialism. Listen, listen, listen. Gentlemen. Yes, you are. I'm not, yes. even, I'm not even socialist, bro. <laughs> Gentlemen. But, but, but as far as, as, far as socialism, if, right. if you want the, the definition or whatnot, it's, it's the term in base of equal for everybody. People own the means of the production. So meaning to say that if I start a company and I hire people, and the company starts growing or whatever, we have to divide it equally, even though I may have done, let's say more work to start and took on the risk. It should be divided equally upon all my employees. Not entirely. It's like where workers own the means of production. So they kind of have like bigger control so they can control their hours. So say like, say like during the 1970s, um, you know, like when like Nixon was president and there was like a big outsourcing shift in places like Detroit, um, where people that worked in like at Ford um, lost their jobs because Ford Motor Company moved their production to places like Mexico and stuff because the labor mm-hmm. was cheaper. If the workers owned their means of production, 
then the workers can vote on what they do with the with where the factory went. They just keep what it in the, Detroit. Like, what if their means of production wasn't for sale and they agreed to those terms when they when they started working? Wait, what, what was the question again? Sorry. The 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 quote unquote owning the means of production, it was never for sale. It, the agreement was you come work, we pay you. And in the also an agreement, it does give them, let's say, the right to move or close the company. The employees are well aware of that. that yeah, that's possibly employees today are well aware of that. They sign on right, that. Right. If, yeah, that's not socialism they, though. So I'm saying if it was socialist, mm-hmm. if the if the Ford Motor Company was a socialist like organization and company. Mm-hmm then that means that that outsourcing thing probably wouldn't happen because people at the Detroit factory be like, wait, you're going to move the production facility to Mexico for cheaper labor? No. <laughs> they just say they would just say things like no to that. Um, they're not yeah. saying that there aren't problems well, with socialism. I'm not socialist. Mm. I, I'm, a, I'm a social democrat, which just means I'm, I'm capitalist, but I just want like a heavier, uh, re- heavier regulations on capitalism. And they're already pretty down. heavy now. They they're taxing they can be my, they're taxing my company forty six percent. That's pretty heavy. If you're giving forty six percent of what you make, yeah, but nonprofit, right? That's pretty heavy. How heavier do you want it to be? Um, regulations doesn't mean taxing either. It means making certain things like unlawful. So say what, certain environmental what enforces tax- the regulation. The government. The taxes you pay to the government. That doesn't mean that. Ta- that doesn't mean all right. So regulation isn't exclusive, isn't exclusively taxing though. It's gonna make certain things illegal, is what I'm saying. Like there's like a different and also incentivizing things as well. Like regulation is kind of like a broad term where you can do a lot of things with regulation. Well, anyways, as, as far as that, uh, you you're saying that you want more regulation on capitalism. It's yeah. already very, it's already a lot of regulation. It's for a lot of uh, ways that your hand is tied. Uh, just starting a business in general or have or owning a business you know there's so many regulations that we go through you know i i don't know how much regulation there can be until the point of you have to disband the business or let go of employees which i think that more regulation hurts the employee more than the employer how so because because they one, more? Is, cause one of course taxing two if like let's say the government really it comes down to really the government almost owning the company because they tell us you know what you Not what you can do what you can do and it could be over it could be it could be overly reasonable it can actually not really overly reasonable it could be just unreasonable you know as far as what they're asking or what the government wants you you know to do but most of the regulation comes down to let's say taxes or fines. Yeah, I'm fine with fines. I'm fine with taxes. I'm fine with making certain things just illegal and unlawful. That's completely fine. Um, with the, I see you didn't make this point, but like I hear a lot of conservatives talk about, hey, if I didn't get taxed as much, then like I can play my, I can pay my employees more. Um, in business, to my understanding, that if you have an employee, then that's like cause that's an expense. That's something you can write off when you do your taxes. Do you know what a write off is? Yeah, it means so you don't pay that in taxes because you spent that somewhere else. Not quite, because you still have to, with write-off, a write-off just means, like, let's say you write off, let's say, the sales tax or whatnot. You write that off. But you do spend it somewhere else. You have to prove that you spend it somewhere else. Right. And if you it, can use that to prove that you lied on it, that's fraud. Now, right. So if you can, you can actually pay more, you can, say if a company had uh, the money for, like, two employees, they'd pot, they'd pot, they'd, all right, mm-hmm. so they'd hire two employees so they don't have to 
drop that in taxes. They can write those two employees off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. So, so like, so, it doesn't really no, equate no, to me. But maybe you can but, make me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can yeah. bring some more information, some more shed some more light on this. But when people say, "Oh, if I wasn't taxed so hard, I can, then I can hire more. I can I can hire more employees." But like, bro, you're writing those off anyway. Like those are tax. Yeah, when you write it off, when you write it off, it, it allows you to spend that money elsewhere. Because like one is like, let's say you put the money in a trust. Let's say you put that money in reserves. That's an expense. You know, like I personally write that off and use that to hire more employees. Let's say the next year or so, which more more employees allows me the opportunity to make more money. So I would I would rather hire more people. I'd rather pay them more. You know, and. Um, me personally, I've used that, those quote unquote write-offs. And as far as those, let's say tax benefits to hire more employees to where today I have around, you know, 40 employees in my own company. Okay. So there's your proof there. That's awesome. It sounds like maybe we crossed wires at some point, but it sounded like you kind of made my point. Um, so yeah, that's, that's tight. But so your point was if, uh, with less taxes, we can hire more people. No, what I'm saying was that like the less taxes equals more people thing doesn't really seem to be real because you said that you literally used employees as tax write-offs a little bit earlier. It's real. No, 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 no. But you, but repeat that. So repeat that. It said that. All right. So to my understanding, it sounds like you said that you used employees as tax write-offs. So no, what, no, no, no. Minutes, what guys. Minutes. Okay. Yeah, we kind of a downhill to be on. Mm-hmm. Just repeat what you just said. Yeah, it's all right. To my understanding, of what you said, it sounded no, like no, no. You said my yeah. So I'm saying my understanding of what you said. You can correct me if my understanding of what you said is wrong. No, before that, bro. But what did I about, say about less taxes means hiring more people, right? Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a point that a lot of conservatives make. Yes, and what I'm true- saying is that it's kind of like not really. It's kind of a non sequitur. I just I just told you my experiences. Yeah, so you right, so you, so you would still get taxed if you didn't hire those people. So you hired those people just to just take advantage of the write-offs, or not no. take advantage, but you probably you probably needed those employees, but you were I, able to I write them off as expenses it. because they're employees. No, 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 no. I hire employees to grow my business to make more profit. Bottom line, mm-hmm. the tax incentives they help a little bit. Less taxes would help tremendously. To have to pay less in taxes it would help us hire more people more regulation and more taxes makes you have to let people go and hire less people i've never affecting seen, the economy mm-hmm. i've never really read any studies about that um and yeah i i'd be able that, to read that, that. that that less taxes will hire more people you've never read that before no because you can use your employees either to make profit as well as write them off in your taxes. So taxes don't really and eat up. Both? Taxes don't seem to, taxes to me don't seem to eat up like the budget that you have for employees because they're write-offs. You can Do write you know them off as the expenses. Do you know how much the tax rate is? It's, 46, it's around 46%. That's a huge chunk of change. Okay. So if And some- you can use, you can use like your employees to, you can use your employees as tax write-offs. You, or I hope you are. Because you can use them as employees. You're paying too much in taxes, I, I man. I do, but, but okay, you understand that, that's, that 46% is a big chunk of change to take 46% of your paycheck. I would, I would love to examine um, the example that you're giving me now, but it sounds like it's something that's like kind of personal I can't really look at. 
Like, so I, I would just have to, to take, take what you're saying. You're investing money. I would have to take, I'd have to look at what you're saying face value. So I don't know if you mean like the, the company's profit or your personal profit. It, I don't know. I don't know. And tax company's code profit. is kind of complicated. Company's profit and personal. It, it, they, they tax your, your business. They tax your personal. It's basically, so do you think that you can do better with your money than the government can? Mm, sometimes. How sometimes. Can how can how can you how 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 are you thinking about that man i can i can't invest in things like roads. all right so i can't invest in things like roads i can't invest in things like um like i can't issue what i can invest in roads that sounds like a really problematic thing you can invest in road companies companies that build roads construction companies but the building of roads i can't really Yes, you can. If you invest in construction companies, you're investing in the building. I'd be investing in the company, not necessarily the road work itself. Who does the road work? Probably like the contracted company. The company. But so what if that, all right, so who, what if that company that I invest in, in? what if the company that I invest in doesn't get the get the bid? So I'd just be investing in the company, right? So if they don't get the bid, you invest in other companies, but they're getting a bid somewhere. Okay, so investing in companies it's doesn't necessarily equate to investing in a road being built, man. So, so <laughs> a, a, a construction company that builds roads, houses, buildings, you invested in road roads. No, all right. So that it, yeah, it sounds all right. I, so me investing in it, all right. So me investing in a company like say ROH, that's like a, an urban construction company. Or urban engineering company. I think they build roads, mm-hmm. to my understanding. Or maybe just you said you can't types. invest in roads. How can't you invest in roads? But anyway, I that, can't that, without the government. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. That libertarian. Uh, uh, that's about uh, time there for our uh, fifty-minute uh, open dialogue. There, um, I want to go ahead it. and let uh, Taj just say a quick word, and then I'm going to let Osiga have the final word because Taj had the first word. So Taj, if you could just take a couple of seconds and say something real quick, and then I'm going to let Osiga have the final word, and then we're going to move to Q and A. Okay. Yeah, critical race theory is awesome because it teaches, it shows people like what problems are and maybe what the roots of those things are. And that leads us to figure out how to critically think because it's critical, how to solve those issues and problems. All right. Um, It doesn't necessarily lead to Marxism or communism or anything like that. We didn't really touch on that. I just wanted to throw that in there. It doesn't lead into those things. Um, And it's being, it's openly being used as a boogeyman term. Like either a lot of conservatives won't define it correctly or they'll even like, like people like, look up Chris Rufo, look up Chris Rufo, um, right wing influencer. He openly says that, that like the right is like poisoning the term critical race theory to kind of poison drip it and make it look bad in the eyes of the audience. When people say things like communism and things like socialism and they can't define it, that's also another symptom of right wing poison dripping of terms where people can't even define something and they still hate it, bro, that sound, that, that's poison dripping right there. Um, prayer in schools can be abused, no matter like who says that. Um, I know, I know um, Osiga earlier said that there's no way, no way that any teacher or anyone's going to abuse that law ever. Let's just wait one or two years and we'll have a conclusion to that. Let's just wait two years and we'll have a conclusion to that one. Um, as far as the anti-communism bills, I think a government, man, like, listing out a political ideology as wrong in classrooms like that's the answer to the test question that communism is bad without critical thinking without like examining certain things about it that's that's problematic as heck like once again laws and regulations are tools and people can use those tools to do good things or bad things right now i think ociga and a lot of people in chat the right wingers would agree 
that teaching kids that communism is wrong is a good thing. But what if a what if a like left winger, someone that's like super far to left, more left than I am, were governor one day and they're like, all right, conservatism, let's teach that to be like as bad as Nazism or something like that. Like that would be an issue off of Ron DeSantis's law, right? Or like his 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 uh pre- not predetermination, what's the right word? Precedent, legal precedent of making the t- of teaching that a political ideology is is bad. Um so yeah, like I'm completely fine with teaching kids how to critically think, not what to think. Um, and that's probably my biggest issue with that. And Ron DeSantis sucks. He's a rat face loser. Okay, so that was about two minutes. Uh, go ahead, uh, Osiga, and uh, wrap it up with your final words. Oh, well, uh, uh, first things first. Um, as far as that, uh, critical race theory goes against what uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, believed. Critical race theory actually does the opposite of what it intends to do because it builds bias. As far as, you know, race in theory, it's a matter of somebody's opinion of race, you know, which is actually kind of almost in a way a definition of racism, you know, as far as in putting that into curriculum of, uh, in schools, it gives teachers, you know, leeway and freedom to even put their own opinion in it and create more, let's say, Left lean, left uh, thinking students and more Democrat leaning students. As far as that, it doesn't allow, uh, let's say, a child to live and you know think as far as looking at both sides of the argument and looking at reality. It actually teaches to that to them like it's a fact when in, when in, actually it's a theory, which is an opinion, you know. And then as far as um, of course anti anti communist laws or let's say. Um, his uh his boyfriend Ron DeSantis he has a crush on Ron DeSantis, I would say that at home at home. Anyway, uh, I would I would say that uh, prayer in schools is not is not a problem. Um, the law implemented allows people to pray or reflect or do whatever their belief is for that shorter period of time. It doesn't um, actually I, I think it actually prohibits teachers from interfering. You know, and um, to the argument that it may lead to something else, all that right now is opinion. Uh, it's not fact. And, wait, you know, wait I, what do you think critical race theory oh, Ed, um, Ty, this is his time. He's got to have all right, all right. So uh, let all right, go. Yeah. all right. But, but all that is, uh, is a matter of conjecture. You know, uh, right now, the law put in place allowed children to, to pray, uh, you know, manifest, uh, reflect, or whatever they wish to do in that period of time, which a lot of us have daily routines when we start the day. It allows, you know, just as soon as to do that. It's not saying that they have to pray a certain way. They have to do Christianity. Then that would be unconstitutional. For something to be unconstitutional, you have to prove it as in it was brought into law, not that it was, let's say, even advertised or, or whatnot. Because even the advertising or, or marketing of something is freedom of speech, you know? Um, so... Um, uh, that's basically uh, my, you know, views on that as a conservative. And also, uh, if you think you can do better with your money than the government can, you may just be a capitalist or just a human being. Gotcha. Thank you so much, both of you gentlemen. That was a very spicy debate. And thank you, everyone in the live chat and in the live audience for watching. I uh, want to remind you, if you are watching, to please like and subscribe this to this channel uh share this video with that family member of yours that disagrees with whatever position you happen to hold on these issues so that you can uh 
spark some conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and move to the Q&A. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question or a comment for either of our debaters, now is the time to send in your question or comment. Super chats do get priority. I'm still monitoring the chat. So if you have a super chat, send it in now. Um, let's go ahead and pull that up here. Um, here we go. So we have a $5 super chat from Dialogue Always. Osiga, please explain why Ruby Bridges is okay to be banned under these anti-CRT laws. Ruby Bridges is okay to be to be banned under the anti-CRT laws. Yes, yes sir. Uh, and for the chat, is it okay if I interject quick? Is that an official proposal or just an opinion from blogs as far as Ruby Bridges being banned? Because when I was growing up, we did learn Ruby Bridges. We learned about Black history. Uh, we learned about, you know, segregation and all, all of those things as far as, let's say, what, what went down and all around, like from even Dr. Martin Luther King, who, in my opinion, would be against uh, CRT. Now, I don't know where that you know, is coming from, I think that's a matter of opinion or a little bit of uh, fabrication. Well, actually, there's kind of like a precedent to it. Um, mm -hmm. I think in like, I think like back in around 2011, 2012, the Tea Party, if you remember that name, um, wanted to ban the teaching of slavery in Texas schools. Um, <laughs> someone in chat asked how I was racist. All right, so yeah, so they wanted to ban the teaching of slavery in, in Texas schools. Um, and they thought that it would, for the same reasons they want to ban things like critical race theory, because it, they thought it would teach to the hatred of white people and the hatred of America. Does that sound familiar? Uh, you you you. I thought you were answering a question. I, I oh yeah, I was answering that. I was answering slavery. That. Um, I mean, well, don't don't assume that. Let's say I agree with a law or something, especially when I've not been being able to read into it when it's just like being brought upon me because I don't even know if that's the full story, mm. you know, because be that's that sounds like a lot of things have been maybe have left out, especially with that Ruby Bridges one. Now, I have a lot of questions that now. They stopped, left to, not to say somebody stopped, said that they want to stop teaching about slavery. I'm like, hmm, what, where's the, I need more context into that. Like, did they say, okay, uh, stop like let's say an african-american studies class and then somebody twisted it to say oh they said stop teaching about slavery because that's how you know fake yeah. news kind of works i need more you know i need more context would you be open to the to the removal of um the history of slavery in no. the educational history. curriculum that's history I, okay um ruby bridges right that's history yeah. what about what about the um gi bill from like the 1960s would would you Is be able to remember that yeah, and how it affected black people versus versus white people. I mean, that's uh, as far as how it affected black people versus white people. I did hear, uh, I've heard stories like, I'm not denying that racism didn't exist. I'm just saying that, you know, today that I don't think that something from three, four generations ago has as much as a big impact on other things that, let's say, people do today to themselves or to their families, like having broken homes or depending so much on a government or not working as hard because right. a lot of things in america is very possible you know especially you know my family is a family of immigrants from third world countries america it's almost guaranteed if you work hard you can get where you're going there's so many privileges that we have i mean it, even if any of us drop drop right now and we're unresponsive 
an ambulance will come and pick us up and give us the care uh, similar to what the president of the United States would receive, whether we have money or not. And they would they would bill us later in the insurance, but we would still receive that life-saving care. That's a huge privilege that a lot of third world countries, actually all third world countries, you don't see that. Yeah, so no. <laughs> so uh, us sitting here as Americans, we're very, we're very spoiled, you know? We're the spoiled people of the world. And for people to say that things like, oh, he's black, so he doesn't get this and all, and all that. He doesn't get the, the privileges or certain things that his white counterparts get. That's like a big boo-hoo-like story, you know? It's, it's kind of bull because it's like saying, okay, well, you know, if you had, let's say, a solid home, if you had, like, let's say, maybe conservative values of not, you know, sleeping with everything you see and having protected sex or being abstinent or, or doing stuff that sets you up in the future and your family up in the future and not, you know, your own bad decisions, self-accountability, your life would be better off. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's okay. I would, I would agree in like a personal term when I talk to someone like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should probably make better decisions and stuff. But when we're talking about things like laws and stuff like that and how it affects like large demographics of people, I, I think things like personal, personal responsibility and things like that, can't really be brought to that discussion because we only make our um, decisions inside an environment in laws shape mm -hmm. environment. Right. Um, so I don't know if the personal responsibility to point is like that relevant to talking mm -hmm. about things like CRT. Um, okay. So, yeah, so do you let, think let's let Osigo have the final word okay. on this and then let's move on. Cause this was a question, question for, him. for him. All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I know we have a few more questions in the chat. We don't have a lot of questions right now. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm letting you guys, you know, kind of chat on, but uh, hopefully we'll get more super chats in and then I'll have to start, you know, being more stringent on the time. Uh, but go ahead and Osiga just uh, had the final word on this and let's go ahead and uh, move on, on a little bit. On the Ruby bridges or, or slavery in schools? Uh, the, uh, the, the Ruby bridges question is the final oh. word you have. On. Yeah, so, but so you can just say whatever as, you want to have. the final As word. far as that, if that is true, I disagree with saying you want to take out uh, Ruby bridges now, the story about Ruby Bridges is pretty unique and it's a big part of history that it'll be hard to, of course, let's say ignore, even if that if that was true. It's, it's even being taught in schools for years. I was taught about Ruby Bridges in schools. I think about it all the time, you know, uh, and even with that, I don't know why you would you try to frame that with Republicans that we were against, you know, Ruby Bridges. It's many of the people that I would argue that follow the crowd or do what's popular, which is be more liberal today or be more democratic, that would have been against Ruby Bridges during that time. They would have been throwing rocks at her and protesting her because it was popular at that time. A lot of, let's say, leftists or people. Liberal. It, That's not left. Yeah, but no, no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is at that time, that those viewpoints were popular. The popular viewpoints now is more leftist, liberal, democratic viewpoints. I'm saying that a lot of the people that are arguing right now would have been protesting against Ruby Bridges going to school. So so as far as that to, to try and like attach that to Republicans, Definitely conservative, I think that's so. a little I think that's a little um I think that's a little bit fallacious, you know. I mean and there are very I'm similar a, groups of people, the people that are against integration and the people that um are queuing honors now and remember and we do have to let him have the final word on this. Gotcha. As far as that, well, I'm not part of, let's say, QAnon. I'm a conservative uh, Republican. Um, 
I am part of Black history. I'm also a child of immigrants. I'm the American dream. I would not see what's wrong with teaching history, you know? Right. And as far as uh, CRT, last time I checked, uh, even with the components of CRT, it, it, I don't see anything them about them teaching about, you know, really about Black history as much as trying to uh, pin the tail on, let's say, white people, you know, or to tell somebody that they're oppressed. Yeah, okay. it's not thank you. Thank you both for that. Um, thank you, Dialogue Always, for that super chat. Uh, let's just uh, go ahead and move on so we can address the other questions too. Dialogue. Uh, <laughs> Joe Schwartz sent a super chat in for $4.99. Thank you for the respectful discourse on CRT. Now I want to know, what is your opinion on CRT crash team racing? That's for both of you. Oh, my gosh. That's CTR. Um, yeah, I like crash team racing. CTR, sorry. The, yes. the, 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 <laughs> as someone from Bars and Joysticks, a video game channel as well, um, yeah, the PS1 was was that console growing up. Like, the PS2 actually was that console. But, you know, PS1 was like the OG PlayStation. Um, and Crash Team Racing was a fun game. I remember um, a chain called Movie Gallery, if anyone else remembers that. And uh, during the weekends, my mom would take me and my brother there. Um, and we'd, we'd rent some games like X-Men Children of the Atom and Spyro and Crash Team Racing. And those, those, that's, a, that's a classic, homie. What about you, Osigo? Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that? What do they mean by crash crash uh, team race? What you know, you like like Crash Bandicoot, and oh, like they're racing go karts in the. It's like a PS one game. I think they made a few ports. Oh, so so what what is he basically saying in in English? I guess a less uh, nerdy term. <laughs> no, it, it was kind of like a joke question. He was asking, all right, C CRT could race theory. CTR is crash team racing. Um, so it was just like a play on the on the acronym. Oh, Do you have sorry. any opinion on it? <laughs> I, I grew up playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and uh, 2K. So I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if that's my avenue. Um, yeah, Tony Hawk's Underground was lit. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Pro Skater 2 and uh, 2K and then Madden and all those. So I, I get those terms. Uh, my, 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 my siblings, they loved like that Smash Bros. Brawl and all that stuff, but that wasn't really my thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I hope it was a good joke. For yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it lightened the mood. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe Schwartz, for the super chat. Regardless, sorry uh, if you don't feel like you uh, got your question answered all the way. Um, that is all of the super chats that we have at the moment. We have more questions. But ladies and gentlemen, if you do have a super chat, you want to fire into the live chat, it will definitely be read next. Uh, we will go ahead and move to the regular questions from Bob Sadler. Uh, he asked for Osiga still hasn't explained how stating facts about our history is anti-white and creating white guilt. If you are not ashamed of your history, you, you're not teaching it right. As far as that, uh, so he's saying that teaching history, which, which we already do, I, I think we already uh, teach history in schools. So I was taught history in school. Now to say it's anti-white, like I read, the fifth component of uh, critical race theory it's, it's written in a way, it's saying the notion that whites have actually been recipients of civil rights legislation, that they have actually, you know, benefit and received it to imply that other groups, you know, have not or they have, they're under, you know, as far as an advantage. It also leaves room for, you know, of course, depending on the teacher, which most are left-leaning, for them to add to that and say that, you know, like, um, 
kind of like race training in, in corporate countries to say that race training a white child let's say a white child sitting there in the classroom is able to have an advantage over the black children because of let's say you know the past when that's not completely true you know I mean, so that, that's not like thing. white kids in like majority mm-hmm. white classrooms do have advantages over black kids when they're in, when they're inside of majority like mm-hmm. white classrooms that's like until as old as time yeah Mm-hmm. well so, not as old as time like <laughs> definitely less than 100 years old but mm-hmm. um no like your mom never told you hey like so, you're black and like your, your classmates are all all your classmates are white so the teacher can see you easier than your classmates like you've never never heard that before my school, my school was predominantly uh predominantly black but very diverse my elementary school was extremely diverse it was actually a global studies magnet school awesome. um and then uh my middle school was was very black, and I remember the black students. A lot of a lot of broken homes, yes, but a lot of people like they knew where their next meal was coming, and they had we all had our resources and, and uh, you know just as much abilities to succeed as our white counterparts. Uh, and in high school, same thing, pretty much. Um, oh, okay, yeah, we had different yeah. we had different school experiences. So, no, I, so, I went to majority so, white schools and, my entire life. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I went to I went to school in the actual hood, you know. I'm I'm actually somebody who, who lived this, you know. I'm not uh so as far as that, uh and no no insult to you because you know, as far as uh, majority white schools, uh I when I as far as going to college, uh my college was pretty diverse, but it was predominantly white. Um, so I under I understand. Now, I think most of these things is in your head, you know, as far as it's a mentality of, uh, let's say, uh, not in your head, but in general, in people's heads, it builds a victim mentality in your head to think that, oh, I can't do this because I'm black or this is impossible because I'm black. And that hinders you. I think that might be a straw man. Fortunately, I think that's a straw man. Um, Just because like you're cognizant that certain things might affect you differently because you're Mm -hmm. a certain demographic doesn't mean you're just because it doesn't mean you have a victim mentality. Like if I was like a petite woman, I wouldn't go jogging at 2 a.m. Because I would be treated as a petite woman differently than, than you or I would be treated, you know, Mm -hmm. you understand? So that we kind of have like male privilege in that perspective, but that doesn't mean that just because she's a woman, she's automatically like a victim just because she can't go jogging at 2 a.m. Right. It's completely inadvisable to go jogging at 2 Mm a.m. Um, you and I, I think you, we can definitely get, who's who the fuck's going to jump us? You know, ain't nobody's going to jump me. You seem like you're taller than me. Ain't, ain't nobody's going to jump you, bro. Um, but you know what I'm saying? When I, when I say that, that's not a victim mentality. It's just like being cognizant of like just differences yeah. where your position in society. Mm-hmm. Well, see that, well, that's, I think maybe that's that maybe the, in all fairness, maybe that's his, his intention. But what we are definitely worried about that is you talk about grade school kids. Usually they're not able to grasp that type of mental, mm. you know, yeah. understanding yet. So I they would can, not want kids things. under the age of like 15, 16 learning about this. Like, yeah, they can learn and, about and the Holocaust the, age where they learn about the Holocaust. The, yeah, that's but but see, the thing is that under 15, that's a lot of students. That's a that's a big demographic. I think that's something that you're able to maturely digest like in your, in, in your brain, in your mind at the college level, you know? Now bringing it to, you know, let's say grade school level, you have that growing, let's say animosity for let's say the other race or you have white guilt on yourself, which actually I grew up with, you know, as far as like teachers that were heavily democratic 
and their hints were overly obvious. Oh, that's so cringe. You know, you know, as far as that to to you make somebody have a victim mentality, because I, I, I would admit I had a victim mentality, too. I thought uh, because I was black or, you know, like white people, let's yeah. say, have for me. Well, let's let's let us see what have the final word here. Let's let us see what have the final word here. And let's move on to the next question, because okay. we're about halfway through the Q&A right now. We still have yeah. a few more questions to get through. Yeah. Hopefully we get some more uh, super chats in so we can get those to the yeah. top of the list here. Um, Dang, this is ending so fast. Yeah, it's going through pretty quick. Um, here's another question from Bob Sadler. He asks, what does it matter how someone worships their God? Separation between church and state doesn't have to be Christian only. Absolutely. So separation of, of church and state. I agree, you know, as far as that, you know, as far as the separation, because like one, in the sense of you don't want that. You, we want to serve the people. When you're in public service, you're serving the people and people have a freedom to religion. And you also have a freedom to religion yourself. But to put that in there overly, it's like you're, you know, of course, almost like, you know, forcing somebody like, of course, if I if I'm if one of some of my constituents are will be Muslim, you know, I'm not going to force them out of their religion because that's unconstitutional. I'm not going to put that into, into a law. So as far as that separation church and state, I understand where that logic comes from. Now, it doesn't mean take out in God we trust because that was the founding fathers. So that's what no, they, it wasn't. You know, that got introduced in like the 50s. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to like, let's say, knock down, you know, let's say statues or let's say take out God, you know, the word God in, in a, lot, a lot of places. But I would uh, stick to the Constitution that we don't discriminate on race, you know, of course, race or religion or all those other protected, uh, you know, status, um, you know, statuses or whatnot. But um, as far as, yeah, I, I get what you're saying on that. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and move to the next one. Uh, this is a question from Forward Tribe. He, uh, I think this is for you, Taj. Uh, the West is the most cosmopolitan and tolerant place. Why do you think only the West is obsessed with race theories and attacking its foundational religion? I don't think that the West is. Um, OK, well, he's saying that the West is obsessive. I think that um, the wealth that the West has, like, allows for things like philosophy to bloom, just like ancient Greece. Um, people like Socrates and Aristotle um, and stuff like that came from ancient Greece because they were they, they were a thriving society. So the West being a thriving society that it is, it's only natural that we as human beings, as human nature to get existential and question things. Um, and also to see a problem, um, like things like racial disparity and things like that and figure out why that is and like what led to things like that. Um, so I think there's no issue with that. You know, it's like, it's kind of like saying, hey, I want to get, I want to get in shape. Am I attacking myself because I want to get in shape? I can't touch my toes, so I have to stretch twice a day in order to touch my toes by December. Um, am I attacking myself because I can't touch my toes? No, no, I don't think so. I think that learning um, where your weaknesses lie and where your problems lie um, only gives you the, the guide point to find solutions and to solve them. It, it strengthens us as the West and as America to figure out why certain people in our country um, are doing poorly compared to their peers. Gotcha. Okay, here's another question from Forward Tribe. Uh, what do you think of Cuban protesters showing American flags as a symbol of freedom and Americans using that freedom to burn their flag and defending communism? Well, it's completely fine to burn your flag. 
because that's like what the First Amendment allows. And I think that's pretty based. Um, freedom of speech is awesome. Um, the Cuban thing's kind of complicated. Um, to my understanding, like a lot of it deals with the embargo. I should have read up on it more. Um, America's had a really contentious relationship with Cuba. And a lot of the Cubans that are here, um, like find the conditions in Cuba to be unfavorable due to things like embargoes because, and, and the U.S. embargoed them because they thought that Cuba was being too communist or too socialist. Um, so we had a propped up leader, that propped up leader like got toppled and now we embargoed them. Um, and yeah, Cuba's kind of suffering for it. Um, but Cuba has made like a lot of really cool strides. Like they have a, li- a higher literacy rate than us. They've made like big innovations, like really awesome innovations when it comes to things like healthcare and when it comes to things like um, just like their, their doctor programs are just, just, just amazing. And that's completely fine to acknowledge that. I'd much rather live in America than Cuba. Um, but when pretty much what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that like, it's completely fine to burn our flag in protest to the United States as citizens, we should be mad at ourselves. We'd be like, dang, we screwed up. You know, we got to take that personal responsibility as citizens of the country and vote properly and get the proper laws installed, um, where people don't get mad and people don't, people don't feel the need to riot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine with Cuban people protesting because that's also, when they're Cuban Americans, that's their that's their right. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Here's a... Oh. Well, this... I mean, if you if you want to make a quick uh, rejoinder, he does have to have the final word. Um, we have oh. ten minutes left. Okay. All right. Continue. I'll say on all that. Ask a Cuban in Miami what they think. But uh, let's continue. Do you want to say something real quick, Taj, just because you have the final word? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of somewhat biased. Um, when someone leaves somewhere, they obviously don't like it that much to stay. So, like, asking someone that's in Miami, like, why they love Cuba, of course, they're not going to really like that place. Um, mm. I'd much rather ask someone that's in Cuba about that. Um, sure. They would, if you had a plane going to the U.S., uh, you put in in Cuba, it would it would fill up. I, I'm i pretty sure. If you, and if you want to ask somebody. I'd Cuba, ask the people that stayed. Sure. And, and it's very difficult to even get in and leave Cuba, you know. So, so I, I, I'm sure, you know, as far as that, you know. But it's an obvious it's very obvious that Cuba is not the place you would want to be. And yeah, because uh, there's an embargo that we put on them. We put an embargo on them, dog. Uh, there's other things. Like literally as a okay. 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 Guys, we don't, guys, we don't just remember, uh, Osiga, uh, uh, just remember, yeah. uh, Taj has to have the final word and we will come back sure. to this subject. Don't worry. It's completely Let's fine. Like when you, when you have contentions yeah. with a bigger country, but that bigger country is going to bully you. Yeah. We've been bullying Cuba before our parents were alive. Mm. All right. Like, I don't know how old your parents are. They're probably like my parents' age. Like, very, very close to 60. We've been bullying them longer than that. Um, so that makes hella sense that people like don't like the conditions there. Okay. Um, here's a uh, comment from Baron or question from Baron Von G. Uh, I think this is a concerning. Krishna Thor. I, I can't say this last word. Uh, yeah. Um, I think yeah, that was yeah, for, for Osiga. I think that's for Osiga. You said which yeah. prayer okay. can they say in school? Yeah, he's he's talking about which God would you uh have allowed them to have would you be wanting them to be praying to? Yeah, I in think school? yeah, I think the question I think the guy was asking like more like don't are are you dead ass sure that you don't think anyone's gonna abuse that? No, I, I did not say that I did not say it's a hundred percent nobody will abuse that. I mean humans break laws every day. 
humans. You said earlier that no, no one wouldn't use it. No, so I think no, he's no. more I asking which which lead? gods are you okay with said them praying to? Lead? Like, oh, so they can pray to anybody that they pray to. It doesn't it, prohibiting somebody's freedom of religion. That's unconstitutional. So the law in itself it says they can take that time to reflect, to relax, to pray, to manifest whatever they have, whatever they would like to do of their choosing. It doesn't force somebody to pray to you know to it doesn't force anybody to uh, a certain religion that would be unconstitutional okay um okay back to the communism uh from pancake of destiny uh, asks if communism is so good why do people always run away from communist countries to capitalist countries not the other way around all right i'm gonna say this one more time i always get brought into debates like this where everyone thinks i'm a communist and i'm pro-communist I, when I talk about communism, I'm literally just like shitting on the person I'm debating with because they can't tell me what communism is. But I will say this, that there hasn't been a communist country in, in known history, to my understanding. Um, a society that is stateless, classless, so there's no hierarchical class, there's no rich, there's no poor, and, and cashless, where there's not, there's no currency being exchanged for goods. That, to my, like, there, where has there been a communism in the past thousand years? Not, not none, to my knowledge, none. Um, so the countries that have been deemed communist by other countries, like, and that, that have had like things like the USSR and things like that, um, those countries were always in conflict. Like when a country's in conflict, like the United States was during World War II, then like, yeah, when a country's in conflict, things like supply lines and conditions in that country go to the crapper. All right. Um, I remember I was in a food line. People say communist food lines all the time. I remember I was in a food line as a boy fourth grade no my bad fifth grade you know what happened hurricane charlie came through and a lot of food supply lines got taken out so fema had to feed us that's that's the thing that happens in all countries and there was a food line last year in texas man like look what i'm saying is bad things happen to the people in countries when a country in mass is struggling with something so when a country that's deemed too communist for the u.s government to, for the US government to like or to deem an ally then they'll make conditions worse for that country like so when a country's in conflict like that then don't expect it to be sunflower and roses all over that country that's not that's not a realistic expectation uh as far as uh as far as that i um, would flee too yeah so we have five minutes left so socialism is is very much related to communism because it definitely leads to that you know because the socialism is more about more taking than let's say making something you know and as more as you take and take and take it it can only lead to communism of course um there are socialist countries that are very, very much close to like communism. Like there's no complete capitalist country either. If you want to, if you want to go there with that argument. So, but you can say that America is leans more towards capitalism than most countries. And because it's just like Venezuela, Cuba, even China. Venezuela had a coup. We, we listen, tried listen, doing listen, a coup listen. in Venezuela like eight times, No, no, no. Man. Don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. I'm trying. I'm trying. They to had conflicts. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you get your point. Okay, out. I'm just saying I'll that. All right. Out. Just take but, 30 seconds, Osiga. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, according to what you said, you know, America. So America is not a capitalist country either. A, cap, a complete capitalist country, of course, doesn't exist. So a, co a complete communist country doesn't exist, like you said. But if it closely relates to that, we can go ahead and call, you know, let's say a pig a pig or whatnot. You know, just like we call America a capitalist country, we can call like these other countries that lean towards communism as communist countries. You said earlier that socialism is okay. not communist. 
So obviously a pig would not be a pig. If you're calling a socialist country a communist country, I said I said I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call this is Taj's question. So let Taj have the final word. Go ahead, Taj. Take 10 seconds. Take 15 more seconds. Yeah, that's it. Let's next question. Next question. Okay. All right. Let's do Uh, it. Sorry about that. Okay. Um uh from Zanos Carthage. Can you ask the debaters how they feel about turtles? Oh, oh well, I feel that turtles are conservative. Uh, they live for hundreds <laughs> years, Mr. and Collins. they they live for hundreds of years, and they do what they have to do to survive. Conservatism is about survival. Socialism is about what you do when you have too much time in your hands, when you've been spoiled by, let's say, capitalism, or, or let's say, conservative uh, people. So I I feel that turtles, you know, they're very they're very strong, hard shell, which is a conservative, uh, you know ideology now of course a turtle i would say a liberal turtle would be like without that shell and they wouldn't probably make it you know too far as far as that and you know they eat you know they have their diet which is a strict diet of self-accountability uh which is you know you eat what's best for you which is the term of diet so i, I would say i would say turtles are conservative you know as far as that I think if they, they, serve, they, wouldn't li- they wouldn't live as long as they, they live, you know. That's literally just their biology to live that long. Yeah, but I, I would say, I would say, you know, uh, as far as survival is more, you know, con- lean source conservative. Okay. I guess, I guess, like, how was well, I guess portraying a turtle? Like, the turtles that live super long don't have that many predators, if any predators, and they live in, like, near, tr- like, paradise, paradisical environments like galapagos turtles like oh the galapagos yeah i don't think there are many predators out there for turtles um so i don't know if it's so much self-reliance as much as it is just like a really nice environment um and just kind of like ignorance of like how your environment can determine the quality of one's life but my true thoughts on turtles are they're really interesting creatures i think they're super dirty never eat after touching a turtle before like without washing your hands um i think they inspire a lot of imagination um, in different cultures, uh, my favorite pop culture turtle is obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, okay. My favorite one was Michelangelo. Uh, Donatello was black. Gotcha. Almoretto says, movie gallery saved many lives. Does that mean anything to you guys? What did he say? Movie gallery saved many lives. Hey, movie gallery. That's where we got seats. Yeah, Crash Team Racing, man. And X-Men Children of Adam. PS1. Bro, I was an Iceman main. Gotcha. We have one last question uh, if you guys have time to get to it. Um, Dale Wilson says, what does Osiga think about the dozens of studies showing that people with, quote, white sounding names at the top of their resume have a significant <laughs> advantage <laughs> in getting job interviews? Dale's got the shots. <laughs> uh, not, I don't think that's uh, true as much today as it was before. Now, my name is very unusual, but there's advantages and disadvantages in life in general. And in life, you got to take advantage of your advantages. My name is very unique, but also somebody can see it more as like, let's say a ghetto name. Um, But I've gotten to a point where really in life has never hindered me. Uh, My name, my funny name, Osiga Kaku, has never hindered me from doing all that I wanted to do, whether it be owning a business, having high paying jobs, or, you know, going to college or being able to invest in things. It's never hindered me. In fact, it's made people want to have to pronounce my name more because let's say I'm their boss or whatnot. Many examples include people that prominent figures that we know today, including Barack Obama. <laughs> you know, it didn't stop him from getting the most powerful job in the world. So I don't, does that study just on that alone, it kind of knocks it out. 
Now, if you want, like if you're in an industry where the name probably should sound a little bit better and easier to remember, that's a disadvantage. Like, you know, not everybody's going to remember exactly how to spell Sika Kaku. But if I'm president one day, you have no choice but to know how to spell Barack Obama's name or to pronounce it because, you know, it's a leader. So as far as, you know, that study, it could be true. It could not be true. But it's, a, it's just depending on what you're going to do about it. You All don't right. choose your name. I and don't mean... Another, well, you know, ooh, that was a question for Osiga, and uh, yeah. we had to let him have the final word. And yeah. we are over time on the Damn question it. and answer, All right. so I, I can't get questions. to any more questions that are in the chat now, so I'm sorry, guys. Wish you had uh, sent uh, super chats. Um, but I do want to thank our debaters for the very vigorous discussion. It was a lot of entertainment. I want to thank Praise I Am That I Am for producing the discussion. Thank you to James for taking his uh, for, for making this channel and this platform for everybody to have these great discussions. I want to thank everybody in the live chat and then live audience for contributing to the conversation and for giving us the views and sharing this this uh, video for everyone to see. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please make sure that you subscribe to Modern Day Debate and that you like and share this video. Um, our guests are linked in the description one more time, even if you're listening via podcast or watching it on YouTube. So if you liked what you were hearing, please go check out their, their links, hit the subscribe buttons. And once again, um, if you had a good time, make sure that you subscribe to the Modern Day Debates. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I think that is all we have for you tonight. Make sure you keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. I am Kaz. You guys have a great night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.